Hi everyone, welcome back to our daily gospel exegesis, where we look at the literal sense of the gospel reading from today's Mass. We're continuing to look at the Gospel of John, and today we're looking at John chapter 12, verses 44 to 50. Jesus declared publicly, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in the one who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees the one who sent me. I, the light, have come into the world, so that whoever believes in me need not stay in the dark any more. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them faithfully, it is not I who shall condemn him, since I have not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and refuses my words has his judge already. The word itself that I have spoken will be his judge on the last day. For what I have spoken does not come from myself. No, what I was to say, what I had to speak, was commanded by the Father who sent me. And I know that his commands mean eternal life. And therefore what the Father has told me is what I speak. So what's the context here? It can be hard to keep track in the Gospel of John, particularly when we think about where it's placed in the lectionary, because it does jump around a lot. Uh, Sometimes you'll hear some parts of the Gospel of John at Lent, sometimes at Advent, sometimes at Easter, and there's chunks of the Gospel of John all over the place. So here we're at the end of John chapter 12, and it's the last week of Jesus' life. So he's already entered into Jerusalem for Palm Sunday, And for the rest of chapter 12, he's been speaking about his death and his identity. And if you read what happens around the middle of John chapter 12, eventually he has to leave them. He says he deliberately leaves them and goes away because they're not listening to what he's trying to say. So this is probably Monday or Tuesday in Holy Week, something like that. So it could well be that as Jesus speaks these words, that Judas is in the act of arranging to betray Jesus. That's probably around the same time here. Now, those verses just before this, verses 33 to 39 of the Gospel of John, which is immediately before we start our passage today, they're not found in the lectionary at all. So if you want to hear the immediate context just prior to this, and it's quite a fascinating section actually of the Gospel of John, you will never hear those verses at Mass or as part of this regular podcast, but it is available to Patreon supporters of this ministry. And I'll talk a bit more about that later on. Now, what we're going to see here is these verses finish John chapter 12, and it's basically a summary of Jesus' teaching up to this point. Scholars often divide the Gospel of John into two halves. The first half is called the Book of Signs, chapters 1 to 12. And so we're right at the end here of the Book of Signs. Verse 44, the lectionary says, Jesus declared publicly. Now, most translations have this as Jesus cried out. So it's not entirely clear why it's been translated as publicly, because it might not be public, given that the last thing Jesus did was he deliberately hid himself from the authorities because they were rejecting him. So this could be something that he just says to his apostles. So here's what he says. Whoever believes in me, And as we've talked about, believe means trusting, trusting in Jesus' identity as Messiah and his teachings. 
believes not in me, but in the one who sent me. And this makes sense when you think about other things that Jesus says in the Gospel of John. In John's Gospel, only those who are open to God and have the grace to be able to believe in Jesus are the ones who come to Jesus. So, if someone believes in Jesus, it's only because they believe in the Father too. That's basically part of um, Jesus' theology in the Gospel of John. So, the Son and the Father are so united, and in fact, the Son is this perfect envoy of the Father, the perfect messenger. Basically, the way people respond to the Son is a reflection on the way they respond to the Father, and that's covered in John chapter 5. The author here, the Apostle John, goes on to unpack that even more in his first letter of John later in the New Testament. So, if someone believes in Jesus, then surely they are believing in the Father as well. Jesus goes on, whoever sees me, sees the one who sent me. So, those who see Jesus in the flesh as the Son are in fact seeing a perfect representation of the Father and his will. Jesus does not speak his own words. He speaks everything he hears the Father speaking. And that's a consistent theme. Verse 46, he says, I, the light. So Jesus calls himself the light here. And that's not the only place he does this. You'll notice this particularly in the prologue of the Gospel of John, right at the start, where John talks about in the beginning was the word. And then he goes on to talk about how the word has taken on flesh to become a light to the world. Jesus says, I, the light, have come into the world so that whoever believes in me need not stay in the dark anymore. And that's quite an amazing passage. Those who believe in Jesus, who believe he's the Messiah and follow his teachings, they're shown the path to life and the way to avoid sin and darkness. This theme of darkness basically means sin. Before Jesus came, people could live good holy lives, but it was not as clear as to how they could avoid sin. They didn't have the power of the Spirit, and they didn't have the access to heaven that Jesus' death provides. So those who believe in Jesus no longer have to walk in that obscure darkness anymore. This echoes similar teachings, such as the truth will set you free. It's the same basic idea. If you follow Jesus' teachings, they are the truth because they're God's will, and that will set you free from sinning. And then also in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, Anyone who receives me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus goes on, If anyone hears my words and does not keep them faithfully. Now, the context here is important. Jesus is talking about those in his own lifetime who get to hear him directly. He's probably thinking in particular of the Jewish leadership, because these are the ones who hear his words but continually reject them. So if anyone hears my words and does not keep them faithfully, it is not I who shall condemn him. Another word here for condemn is judge. So Jesus here teaches that he's not going to condemn anyone during his earthly ministry if they don't listen to him. That's not what his earthly ministry is about. But he does go on to qualify this in a couple of ways. We shouldn't say from this that this verse teaches that Jesus never condemns anyone ever. In a couple of verses, he actually identifies that these people who reject Jesus' words are condemned. It's just that something else judges them, not Jesus himself. And then on top of that, Jesus himself teaches that he does actually have the power of judgment. Chapter 5, verse 22 of the Gospel of John says that. 
And then if you read the Synoptic Gospels, there's quite a few parables where Jesus is depicted as the one who's going to judge people, not during his ministry, but at the end of time, he's going to judge people for their works and the way they responded to him. And you can look particularly at the sheep and goats parable for an example of Jesus as judge. Since I have not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. And that certainly echoes John chapter 3. God so loved the world, but he gave his only son. Not to condemn the world, but to save it. It's a similar kind of theme. So Jesus' mission on earth was to save people from their sins and to open the way to eternal life, which was not open before. That's his main purpose on earth. Not to condemn people, but to give the world an opportunity to be saved. That was the Father's will, and that was the mission that he gave the Son. Verse 48, he who rejects me and refuses my words has his judge already. So Jesus here teaches that there will be a judgment for the people who refuse to listen to his commandments. And we know from John chapter 15 that the judgment in particular is going to focus on did people bear fruit in the works of love? If they listen to Jesus' words, then they should really be living lives of bearing fruit in love. The word itself I have spoken will be his judge on the last day. So now Jesus identifies what is going to be the thing that judges them. And ultimately, it's his own words. When someone hears the words of Jesus, they become accountable because they've heard the truth. If they refuse to follow Jesus' instructions, then they are turning away from truth and they condemn themselves. So here Jesus is teaching us about free will. If you hear Jesus' words and you turn away from them, that is your own free will, and you condemn yourself. Whereas if you follow Jesus, then you receive eternal life. That's the, that's the idea that's given here, and that, that is picked up more in the Synoptic Gospels too. So what's the last day? When, when are these people going to be judged by the word? It could refer to a couple of different things. Usually the last day refers to the general judgment, which hasn't happened yet. So in the future, at the end of time, all people will be judged for their deeds, So that's probably what Jesus has in mind, but it could also refer to what the church calls the particular judgment that occurs when a person dies. So when a person dies, they'll stand before God in some form and they'll have to give an account for their life. Most scholars and the catechism seem to lean in the direction of believing the last day refers to the general judgment in the future. Verse 49, for what I have spoken does not come from myself, No, what I was to say, what I had to speak, was commanded by the Father who sent me. So Jesus here is explaining why his words have such incredible power to judge. He's just said, my words will judge you, and now he's going to explain how they got such power. And the answer is because they are the very words of the Father himself. Jesus has not come to bring his own message. He's actually speaking the very words of God, and that's why his words have the power to judge people. Verse 50, and I know that his commands mean eternal life, and therefore what the Father has told me is what I speak. So a more literal reading of that first part there is his command, singular, is eternal life. So this last verse is something like this. Jesus knows the Father intimately, and he knows that the Father's will is for people to come to eternal life. Jesus knows and trusts that, so he speaks whatever he hears the Father speaking in order to help other people achieve eternal life. 
whatever he hears the Father command is what he commands because he trusts that the Father has the words of eternal life. And of course, that's quite intimate language about the relationship between the Father and the Son. So that ends John chapter 12. And it ends the first half of the Gospel of John called the Book of Signs. There's quite a bit of John chapter 11 and 12 towards the end of the Book of Signs, which we don't get to hear during Mass. It's not covered in the lectionary. And so I want to briefly talk about some opportunities that you have to access an exegesis of those texts. And there are quite a few people who have taken up this offer already. If you become a Patreon supporter of the ministry, so if you give a regular monthly donation to the ministry, then you can have access to these passages, which are never found in the lectionary. I go through an exegesis of those missing passages, just as we do through the normal podcast. So if you decide to give $10 a month or more, you get access to those bonus episodes. And there's more things available to you if you give $20 a month or more. If you give $20 a month or more, you get access to the catechesis sessions that I'm conducting as part of my local parish, where we're going through the catechism in a systematic way. So if you've always wanted to learn the catechism, then this might be a great way of doing it. So there's more information for you available at the Patreon page about the bonuses that are available to you if you do decide to become a supporter of the ministry. And I would be so grateful if you did. It's not always easy work preparing a podcast every single day. So 30 episodes per month takes a lot of time and preparation and there's some costs that we need to cover as well. So please prayerfully consider becoming a Patreon supporter and you get access to all of these bonus exegesis episodes. So that's the end of John chapter 12. The next thing that happens in the Gospel of John is the Last Supper, the start of chapter 13. That first part of chapter 13 you do get to hear, and that's read every year on Holy Thursday. So if you want to hear the very next thing in the Gospel of John, you can go back through the show archives and find the reading for Holy Thursday. That's the next thing that happens. So let's have a look at some catechism paragraphs. There's just a few short paragraphs that link to today. Paragraph 2466 is really quite an amazing paragraph about the calling of the Christian. So this is in the section about living in the truth. In Jesus Christ, the whole of God's truth has been made manifest. Full of grace and truth, he came as the light of the world. He is the truth. Whoever believes in him may not remain in darkness. The disciple of Jesus continues in his word, so as to know the truth that will make you free and that sanctifies. To follow Jesus is to live in the spirit of truth, whom the Father sends in his name and who leads into all the truth. To his disciples, Jesus teaches the unconditional love of truth. Let what you say simply be yes or no. So there's a collection of quotes there, and in particular the one there in the middle about Whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. That comes here from John chapter 12. And then there's a couple of short paragraphs about judgment day and what we're going to be judged on. Paragraph 679 says, Christ is Lord of eternal life. Full right to pass definitive judgment on the works and hearts of men belongs to him as redeemer of the world. He acquired this right by his cross. The father has given all judgment to the son Yet the Son did not come to judge, 
but to save and to give the life he has in himself. By rejecting grace in this life, one already judges oneself, receives according to one's works, and can even condemn oneself for all eternity by rejecting the spirit of love. Lastly, paragraph 1039, in the presence of Christ, who is truth itself, the truth of each man's relationship with God will be laid bare. And certainly those themes of Jesus being the ultimate judge come through pretty strongly here in John chapter 12. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something new. Please continue to tell people about this ministry and the way we go about things in this podcast. I know that it's benefited so many of you and I would love it if we could spread the word even further. Thanks and we'll see you again tomorrow.